As this is the first home retreat of 2024, can I, on behalf of the monastic community, wish you a very happy and blessed new year. With blessings in mind, I would like to share a particular reflection this morning. As I do so, I'd like to put it into a context. What I'm about to share is by no means an attempt to cause any distress or to, to hurt or judge any, anyone's relationships. In this reflection, I'm simply trying to clarify what the church teaches and believes. It's what St. Benedict asks the abbot to do and what the church asks bishops to do. You may be aware that on the 18th of December, the Holy See issued what was called a declaration. It was concerning the nature of blessings. It has the Latin title, Fiducia Supplicans. It arose from requests, requests from different parts of the world. What were priests to do if people who were in irregular unions, that is to say, people who were divorced and remarried, people who were cohabiting, or people of the same sex, attraction, who are now have entered into a civil union. What were priests to do if such people came asking for a blessing? If you followed any of the, the church's news, then you will see that this was a big issue for the recent synod in October. And it's been a continuing debate in the Catholic Church in Germany. There's the context for this declaration on the nature of blessings. It's a pastoral response to a very painful, difficult theological issue. The declaration tries to explore from this pastoral point of view without negating what the church teaches on the nature of marriage, how it can respond to people who are in irregular unions or same-sex unions. A pastoral request. I think the first thing I'd like to highlight is, is this. If you've read anything about this declaration from the secular press or even from religious press, then often there's headlines such as Pope Francis now gives his blessing to the blessings of same-sex union. This is far from the truth. It's a total mis 
representation of what this document actually says. First and foremost, this document is talking about all irregular unions. That is to say, any union that somehow doesn't meet the criteria of what the church understands as a sacramental union in marriage, whether that be heterosexual or homosexual, but it's irregular unions. Secondly, the document is clear. It wants to help us to understand that blessings de facto are not a validation of anyone's situation, but rather a supplication to ask for God's help and assistance. With that in mind, the Declaration Fiducia Supplicans talks about three kinds of blessings. It first speaks about the ascending blessings, which really, put simply, is when we turn and we bless God. Jesus does it in, in Luke 10, 21. Uh, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Uh, we find it in many, many of the Psalms. Psalm 34 and Psalm 103 come to mind. Bless the Lord my soul, all that is within me, Bless his holy name. Well, clearly, when we bless God, we're not seeking to add anything to God's nature. We're simply praising and glorifying who he is. That kind of blessing is not the same as the blessing we ask from God. And that's the second kind of blessing that this declaration speaks of, descending blessings, where we turn to God and we ask, we plead for help, guidance, assistance, strength. There is a third kind of blessing, and perhaps in, in common parlance, it's a blessing of approval. Young people, might be uh, an example here, when they go to their parents seeking their blessing upon their intention to be married. Or they may go to their parents seeking their blessing for a kind of career choice or a vocation choice. So there's a notion of blessing as approval. Descending blessings asking something from God, and approval. These two kind of blessings actually come together in the sacrament of holy matrimony, where the priest, or the deacon in certain circumstances, will in fact give the church's approval of this sacramental bond, while asking God to bless the commitment of these two people, this man and, and, and this woman. There we have it, three kinds of blessings. And perhaps 
The present confusion is this fusion of the notion that blessing always gives and always carries an approval. And this is not true. For if it were, then this declaration that has been presented to us would be a contradiction to what the Catholic faith teaches about the nature of marriage. In fact, as the Catechism says, it would be a scandal. Here's the quotation. A scandal is an attitude or behaviour which leads to grave sin. What's very important is for us to understand and to recognise that whether it's pastoral or not, the church has no authority to bless sin. To do so would in actual fact be demonic. We cannot bless sin, but we can bless sinners. There's a difference. And the Declaration explicitly says that such scandal must be avoided. Here's what the Declaration says. Precisely to avoid any form of confusion or scandal, when the prayer of blessing is requested by a couple in an irregular situation, even though it is expressed outside of the, the liturgy, this blessing should never be imparted in concurrence with the ceremonies of civil union and not even in connection with them. Nor can it be performed with any clothing or gestures or words that are proper to a wedding. We can't pretend that we're doing something we are not. And then it says, the same applies for the blessing requested by same-sex couples. So the Declaration is at pains to point out that the blessing is given on the understanding that those who are requesting this blessing, here's the quotation, do not claim a legitimation of their own status, recognising themselves to be in need of his help. Blessings do not legitimise anything. And this point is reiterated several times throughout the document. So let's be very clear that this document is not approving in any way the sexual and romantic relationship between those who are of the same sex or indeed those who are in irregular unions of divorced and remarried or even cohabiting. In fact, the Declaration states very clearly, quotation, the church does not have the power 
to impart blessings on unions of persons of the same sex. I think the key, the key to understand what we are doing here in blessing is what we are asking God to do. It's a liturgical principle. Lex orandi, lex credendi. We pray what we believe and therefore we ask from that position of, of faith. But here, I think, is the confusion that arises. The distinction in some people's mind is not clear that if we blessed a couple, then we must have blessed their situation. Let me give an example from a, a totally different situation. Often I've, I've visited prisons and on many of those occasions, I've been asked by prisoners for a blessing. There was no way that that blessing condoned the crime that they had committed. It was a simple request for help, strength, guidance, support in their difficult situation. Here was a response of compassion and mercy. So what kind of blessing are we asking for? The document describes this very clearly, unambiguously. It says, these forms of blessing express a supplication that God may grant those aids that come from the impulses of his spirit. What classical theology cause actual grace so that human relationships may mature and grow in fidelity to the gospel and that they may be freed from the imperfections and frailties that they may experience. Actual grace. We're asking for divine assistance. The declaration says... In these brief moments of prayer, preceding the spontaneous blessing, the priest could ask that the individuals have God's light and strength to be able to fulfil his will completely, to live better lives, to invoke the Holy Spirit so that the values of the gospel may be lived with greater fidelity. Here's the importance. Whether we're priests, whether we are Catholic, lay faithful, what is important, if we are talking about this document, is that we express the mind of the church, not our personal opinion, but what does the church intend by this teaching document? Whether this document should or should not have been written, whether it could have been written in a better way, is in some ways immaterial. What is crucially important now is the reception that this document is given and the explanation that you and I offer clearly to those who ask. 
Essentially, therefore, it means that the church is responding from a pastor's heart. This pastoral response, wanting to respond sensitively to people who find themselves in difficult, sinful situations. But to ask for God's help and guidance so that they might live holier lives. The legitimate worry, of course, is that there will be abuses. That not everyone who asks for such a blessing will do so with the disposition that this document suggests. That priests may misuse this document as an occasion for their own personal opinions to come to the fore. Abuses may happen. But what's necessary for us to understand that we must never give the impression that the church is condoning homosexual activity or irregular relationships. For to do so would be to add to the confusion and the scandal which this document is seeking to eradicate. So let me now give you God's blessing. May the holy angels guard and protect you. May Our Lady and all the saints of God prayerfully support you. And may Almighty God now pour down his great blessing of peace and healing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.